1: Not long ago, I spoke in a men's conference. It was a a wonderful meeting, several hundred men. We had a great time together, a fellowship, great time in God's Word. But every message that I brought to them in that men's conference, I brought to them from the little book of 3 John. And it's the shortest book, the shortest book in the New Testament. It only has 299 words. If you have your Bible open, you'll notice that it's only 14 verses long, and yet it is packed full of truth. And it's packed full of truth that I think is especially pertinent to men. Now, stay with me for just a moment because there are many ladies listening right now. You'll remember that 2 John was written to a lady and her children. Well, now 3 John is written to a man by the name of Gaius and to those that he's leading and influencing. And I want to point out to you that these two brief letters share a common theme. And I want to say to you that truth does not vary from men to women, from person to person, because truth is truth. It's rooted in an unchanging God. The only thing that's different is the application of that truth. And so I love to read and study 2 John alongside 3 John. The reason I believe 3 John has so much to say to men is that there are three main characters in 3 John, and they're all men, and they all have a message for us. Now John, once again identified as the the elder, is the one writing. 3 John verse 1 says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. And then he says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. That's quite a prayer. That's not a health and wealth gospel. He's saying your soul is so healthy and so wealthy that I'm going to pray God will make your body and your material goods to match that. That's a scary thought. What if God made your bank account to match your spiritual wealth today? What if God made the health of your body to coincide with your spiritual health in your own relationship with Christ right now? Obviously Gaius was a deeply spiritual man. We don't know for sure who this man was. It's one of the most common names in the Roman Empire. But we do know that John referred to him four times as his beloved. So I believe it's one of John's converts. It's someone that John led to Christ and he has a great deal invested in him. Now the theme of the book, see if this doesn't sound familiar, is walking in truth. You'll remember that in 2 John we had the same thought about the truth. Well, it's repeated here. And the word truth is used six times in this one little book. Listen to verses 3 and 4 because they're really the key. He says, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. And then he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I want to say amen to that. As a father, there's no greater joy than when I see my children following the Lord Jesus Christ. And John speaks to his spiritual son here and says, There's no greater joy than me seeing you following Christ and walking in the truth. This phrase is convicting to me. He says, the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. I wonder what the brethren would say of me today. I wonder what the brethren would say of you today. It's not just what you think of you. What do others say about your testimony of faith? And so, the great theme of 3rd John is the great theme of 2nd John. It is walking in the truth. He had walked in the truth, and John exhorts him again to keep walking in the truth. And uh, we're to reject those that don't accept the truth. And so that brings us to the other two main characters. There are three men mentioned in this book. First, there's Gaius, whom we've just gotten acquainted with, a faithful Christian man. Then there's a man by the name of Diotrephes. In verses 9 and 10, a man the Bible says, who loved to have the preeminence. In other words, he wanted to be in charge. He wanted to be the main man, and he didn't care about the truth, and he didn't care about anybody else. He loved himself. Did you know that the word preeminence is only found one other time in the whole Bible? And that's in Colossians 1.18, when the Bible speaks of Jesus Christ and says that in all things, He might have the preeminence. Now, I think there's a powerful contrast here. Either Christ gets the preeminence or I do. Either Jesus gets the preeminence or man does. And I will tell you, only Christ is worthy of the preeminence. This is a local church book. I'm in lots of local churches. Do You know the great struggle sometimes in local churches is that some prominent personality wants to be the, the preeminent one. Some prominent person wants to have his say and get his way all the time. My friend, there's only one person that ought to get their way all the time, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the preeminent one. And I would say this to you, if Christ is preeminent, that will solve a lot of problems in local churches. And so, Gaius is an example of the kind of man that the truth was in. But Diotrephes is an example of a man who rejected the truth. Matter of fact, God tells the truth on him and reveals him. And then there's a third man by the name of Demetrius. In verse 11 and verse 12, we read, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and you know that our record is true. So we have the truth in Gaius, we have the truth about Diotrephes, and we have the truth concerning Demetrius. You know, the truth always tells on you one way or another, doesn't it? Demetrius was a man who had a good report. The Bible says of all men, he had a good testimony. And of the truth itself, his life matched up to the Word of God. Could I ask you, which one of these men does your life match up to? Not who do you want it to be, but who does it truly match up to? Are you a man like Gaius with a healthy soul that the truth is in? Are you Diotrephes? Here's the dirty secret. There's a little bit of Diotrephes in every one of us. It's the self-life and it has to die if Christ is going to be preeminent. Are you a Demetrius? Do you want to be? My friend, run from Diotrephes. Get as far away from that man as you possibly can. But make friends of people like Demetrius, good people, with a testimony concerning the truth, who have a desire for the Word of God to go forth and the work of God to move forward. My friend, those are the kind of people walking in truth who make a difference in this world. And so I want to pray today for myself, not for you. I want to pray for myself. Lord, let me be a Gaius. Let me be a Demetrius. And please, Lord, deliver me from being Diotrephes. In verse number 7 of this book, we get a beautiful picture of Jesus. It says, Because that for His name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. Friend, the great character in 3 John is not Gaius, it's not Diotrephes, it's not Demetrius, it's Christ. It is His name's sake. And everything in our life ought to be done for His name's sake. Every choice we make, every step we take, every day we live ought to be lived walking in truth because Jesus is worthy. Christ is a worthy Savior. The Lord is a worthy Lord. He is worthy of our best. His great name should be glorified and exalted in us today. There's a danger in these brief portions of Scripture that we sometimes just kind of breeze over them. And we miss the great message of a little book like 3 John. Friend, it's a sword. It digs deep. It severs things from our life. It wounds and it heals. It is that two-edged sword Let it work in you today. Let it reveal you to you. And let it remind you that every one of us have a responsibility in this age to walk in the truth.
0: Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible? The facts, the people, the places. But instead, the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpawley.org.